Welcome to this podcast by Global Church. We are a church planting movement wanting to reach cities from here to everywhere, one to everyone. If you want to find out more information, check out our website on www.globalchurch.co.uk. How are we all doing? We good? Yes, come on. So my name's Sam. Um, You've already met Vic. She got up before. Uh, We're the pastors here at Spurrygate under Dave and Shelley's uh, leadership. Um, It's very exciting. Um, Church planting is exciting. Church is exciting. And for a long time, it's not been exciting for people. It's been the kind of thing that you have to do on a Sunday or Sunday school or whatever. And uh, sorry, I just sort my collar out. Um, Thank you very much. Um, So... But church is exciting, and I love being part of this church. Um, And I still consider myself a young man. I realize at times I'm not. um, I was at a a birthday party this afternoon um, at at Matt and uh, Kirsty's house, and I saw the bouncy castle. It was a kid's birthday party, just to clarify. Um, And I do have kids. Otherwise, that would be weird. Um, So I was there, and I looked at the bouncy castle, and I was saying to Matt, like, oh, is this, is this the adult's time? And he says, yeah, go for it. I was like, oh, no, I remember the last time I did that, and I couldn't walk for days afterwards. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, so in Isaiah, it says they may stumble and fall. I did. Um, <laughs> so if you've joined us tonight and you weren't here last week, we're in the middle of a series called Fight or Flight, and it's all about uh, engaging the world and being prepared to engage. And sometimes we want to run away from stuff. We want to just take a step back and think, this is too much for me. And uh, just to give you a little bit of a recap from last week, we looked at 1 Kings uh, 19.10, which gives us basically Elijah's perception. Elijah's in a position where he's running away from, uh, there's a woman called Jezebel, who's basically sent a threat saying she's going to kill him. And he's thinking, I don't want anything to do with this. I've had enough. I'm running. So he starts running, and uh, God comes to him and says, what are you doing here? And he says this. This is Elijah's perception. He says, I have been very zealous for the Lord God Almighty. I'll stop there. He says, I have. And this isn't to pick apart Elijah like, oh, well, he should have said this. Elijah's in a position where he's just shattered. He's knackered. It, it says before, he's like, he's just running, and then he's falling asleep, and then he's eating, and the angel brings him a uh, hot... Uh, bread cooked on hot coals and he eats it and he wakes up and, he's, and he goes again but then he falls asleep and he's just shattered I mean can anyone you know relate to that just being shattered yeah um, I've got kids that, like my life is shattered that is just you know we just live in that it's good um, so, but the thing here he's saying I have and it's that kind of I have been very zealous for the Lord God Almighty and Elijah's remembering here the stuff he's done for God he was serving God he did amazing miracles all the kind of stuff you can read it in the Bible but he's saying here I have been very zealous for the Lord God Almighty and sometimes we just get disappointed I mean have you ever been disappointed serving God it sounds so strange but it's like yeah, sometimes we just get a little bit frustrated and a little bit tired. And this is, so this is where Elijah's coming from. He says, the Israelites have rejected your covenant, torn down your altars, and put your prophets to death with the sword. I am the only one left, and now they're trying to kill me too. So he felt rejected, he felt lonely, felt like he's the only one, and he was scared for his life. So rejection, loneliness, and fear were the main things we looked at last week. 
It's a really cheery message. And, uh, but then we see God's perspective. So God's perspective, just a few verses later, is completely different. And as I said before, God always comes from a position of victory. He doesn't know defeat. He doesn't know what it feels like. Okay, 1 Kings 19.18 says this. Yet I reserve 7,000 in Israel, all whose knees have not bowed down to Baal. Baal was like a false god that the other uh, the people worshipped, and this is, where, uh, this is who uh, Elijah's scared of, is, the, is these people who were basically out to kill him, um, and whose mouths have not kissed him. So God's saying, I've got 7,000 there, so you think you're the only one left. That's right, I hear an amen. Um, that can't be the only, you know, feedback tonight. You guys have got to shout louder than the dog. <laughs> so he's saying, I reserve 7,000 in Israel. And as a, just a, a, you know, a little thing for you. On, on Friday night, we, uh, we had a, a leaving party for Ben and Lynn, who were the pastors. That's right. Uh, who were the pastors here at Spurrier Gate. It's all right. You take him to crash. <laughs> That's what we do with babies. Muscle them. Um, and dogs. So he's... He, but anyway... Forget the dog. Stay focused. Um, so we had, a, we had a great send-off for Ben and Lynn, who've gone down to London to plant Global London. And they've gone, two of them, and then they've got a third wheel with them as well. James at the moment. Can I come? So he went as well. And anyway, we had a big send-off for him on Friday night. We went out to Brew York, had a great night. And, uh, and, it's, and it's exciting, because they're in a position where it's like, there's only three of them gone down to London, and, and they're starting a church down there. And you know, and I know, that that's a bit scary, or it can be a bit scary. But I'd, and uh, we were praying for them in our, at our dinner party the other day. Um, this is something we do in Global, is dinner parties every week. And uh, at the end, we were praying for them. And I had this verse for them, and I sent it to Ben, and it is this. It says, yet I reserve 7,000 in Israel. It says, maybe there's 7,000 in London that God's got for you, Ben. Um, but he's got people down there. The point was he's reserved people for global in London. Ben and Lynn aren't going in a kind of like, oh, let's see what happens. It's like they've gone with purpose. They've gone, uh, God's positioned them for purpose, part of tonight's talk. So uh, part of the recap as well, so don't start my timer just yet. God is already getting you ready. God is already getting you ready for what he's doing in your life. And that's part of it, is that God's got stuff planned for you in your future that you know nothing about. So we walk into it in faith, because it's like, we can't see it, but we're trusting that God can. And uh, so part of that is that God prepares us for what he's doing in our life. And his perspective is always from victory. So tonight's message is about position. So we go from perspective, which is how God sees stuff, not how we see stuff, and then to position. So God positions us, and he positions us with purpose. He positions us for direction. So Elijah was scared, and he ran for his life. But he did run in the right direction. Is that He ran to God. He ran to the mountain of God. So Mount Sinai in the Bible, whenever it says the mountain of God, that's where it refers to. Uh, so he knows, he, he, you know, he's scared, but at least he's running in the right direction. Uh, and sometimes in life, we can just not know what to do. But it's like, so where do we run? Do we run to our friends? Do we run to um, a pint? Do we, we, you know, where do we run in life? What, what's, our, what's our direction? And I want to say, run to God. 
Run to where the answers are. Come to church. If you're scared of you going through situations in life, it can be so easy to just say, oh, I'll give church a miss this Sunday, or I'll give dinner parties a miss on Thursday. But I'd suggest strongly <laughs> that we run towards God. We run towards that community of people. See, circumstances will come and go in life. Like, we're all going to face good stuff. We're all going to face bad stuff. That's kind of part of life. Um, But where are you running to? Where are you going? What's that direction? See, another thing that I realized this week is that you being in church gives hope to your friends. And you might think, my friends don't even get it. They don't even like, they just take the mick out of me for going to church or they don't even believe it, right? But trust me, when stuff, stuff hits their life, and I've seen this so many times recently, where stuff hits their life and they think, I don't know what to do. Uh, we had a, um, someone in our, in our uh, Heweth church plant the other day said to us, she said, I was just with this person today. And they, and they said, what are you doing tonight? And she explained she's going to a dinner party and that we pray. Uh, oh no, she was just explaining that we, we go to the dinner party, we talk about the talk and stuff like that at church. And then this person said to him, says, and do you pray? And she says, yeah, yeah, we do. And she says, well, will you pray for me? Um, Because she's going through a period in her life. And so people do. You going to church gives your friends hope. Because when they are lost with hope and they don't have hope, they'll look to you and say, will you believe in something? Will you pray for me? And it's so good. See, you can be going through the worst time or the best time right now, but you're in the right position because you're here to hear from God. And that's, you know, at Global, we believe that God speaks not only through, um, through a preacher, but he speaks through his word. He speaks through your friends in community. Um, and you could be chatting to somebody and get the answer to your prayer just by chatting to people in church. Um, and there's no impact without contact. Um, yeah, so good. So the thing with Elijah is he was at the mountain, but he was sat in the cave. See, we can, we can be at the right place, but we've got to be on receive. See, God repositioned Elijah. He didn't leave him in the cave. He, he spoke to him and says, what are you doing here? Elijah gave his thing. And, and so God says, move to the mountain. Come to the mountain, because that's where God was. Um, so, and, and we've got to have that kind of attitude to receive from God. See, we can be in church and be completely cynical and completely like, yeah, I don't think this is for me, or I don't believe what he's saying, or whatever. So do you have a propensity to negativity or an attitude of gratitude? Uh, Some of the best advice I was ever given was this, be present in the present. I've got a picture here, if you can just show the one with phones, have you got that one? So this this is how concerts are nowadays, is that people will go to a concert and film it on their phone. I listen to have a go at people who do that, they make great YouTube videos apparently. Um, But it's, it's that kind of like, are we living life through a screen? Are we being present in the present? Are we receiving uh, where we're at? Are we in a, you know, when you're in a conversation with somebody, are you actually listening to what they're saying? Are you, you know, if you go for advice, are you listening to that advice? Or are we just kind of preoccupied? See, we, we were never designed to have a relationship with a phone or a screen. We're designed to have relationships with each other. So are you moving to the mountain or are you stuck in your cave? So my next point is this, get out of your cave. We should have a a thing for that, there we go. So get out of your cave. See, 
We can't, we can't know his presence if we're staying in the cave. And the cave can be anything for us. It can be just sat on our phones. And I know for those of you who are new and you see people on their phones, they're taking notes. If they're playing snake, nudge them. Um, <laughs> But I think so often we miss stuff, and uh, you know, I've realized this recently when I've been out at places, um, and I thought, I could, have, I could have missed all this if I'd have just been inside. And uh, we went to the Biltmore the other week, and as soon as I walk in, I see a couple who used to, used to come to church regularly, and start, I spend most of my time chatting to them, um, and they're hoping to come at some point. And then um, just this afternoon at this party, um, I saw two people, one who I've never seen, I haven't seen in maybe 25 years since I was a child, and another person who um, I saw about a couple of years ago. And it's, it's things like that where we're invited to stuff and we, we come out of our cave, because it's so easy for me just to stay at home, by the way, and just kind of think, oh, I'll just spend some time on my own. Um, Vic knows this. It's like parties, it's like, yeah, Vic, you go. You're the social one. I just want to be in the cave. But there's no impact without contact. If I stay in my cave, as uh, comforting as it may be, I do get a bit grouchy, um, but it's best to get out of that. And there's no, con- there's no impact without contact. You know, at, at church, this is part of it, the service, but we go to the Biltmore afterwards. Why do we go to the Biltmore? Because there's no impact without contact. There's, you can't reach people just sat in caves. We can't reach people just sat in our, in our little cliques or whatever. So how can you position yourself to be in God's presence? Part of it is worship. When we worship tonight, it's powerful. Because what we do is we let go of what's going on in our world and we think, God, I'm going to focus back on you. It's like, it's like recharging your phone. It's coming back to the source and plugging in. And I don't know if you anything like me at the moment, but like if battery on my phone is reaching that like 30% and it suddenly goes into battery saver mode, I start panicking. because so I start thinking, I'm going to lose contact soon. I'm going to lose reception. I'm going to lose my little screen. And uh, I need to plug it in. I've, I've resorted now to buying one of those big, massive battery packs. It's weird, isn't it? How we go from like having big phones to tiny phones to then like bigger phones with bigger battery packs that we carry around everywhere with us because we can't be without it. And it's the same with church. It's the same with God. We can't be without his presence. We can't be without his direction in life because at that point we're lost. So, so in worship, remember that. Remember to kind of let go of stuff and just focus back on God. And, and you could be thinking now like, oh, crap, I missed that. It's like you haven't missed that. You just missed it 20 minutes ago or whatever. But you can go home. You can worship. You can put a CD on. A CD, we don't use CDs anymore, do we? What am I on about? <laughs> get your tape deck out (laughs) it's like stick Spotify on or whatever you've got I'm too old for this (laughs) but let go in worship like honestly it's the best thing ever just to focus on God and you can do it in prayer but often we get we get caught up in the busyness of life that we just forget I need to plug back in I need to get back into God's presence I need to move from my cave to the mountain and make time for God to speak. This is what I'm not very good at. I'll be honest. So this is me preaching to myself. So join me in this if you want. But uh, I'll just preach to myself for the next two minutes. Which is, spend time in prayer. Vic's really good at this, by the way. If you need something to happen, if you need someone praying for something, speak to Vic. She'll pray. And stuff will happen, right? Ask me, and I am working on it. <laughs> Doing this. 
spend time in prayer. You know, it's great when you're, when you're driving, if you drive to work, or if you commute to work, great time to pray. Or if you're walking, if you're out walking somewhere, or walk with somebody, pray with somebody. Um, and, uh, you know, I've put here, we're all probably guilty. I am probably guilty of getting caught up in the busyness of life that I forget to recharge. I forget to go back to that source. Another one here is spending time with your leaders, whether that's your, your team leader in church, your pastor, um, dinner party leader, whatever it is. Get round, get round them. Get, get time around them. And then turn yourself on to receive. You know, switch that antenna to, rather than kind of like, me, me, me. It's like, no, I, need to, I need to listen now. I need to receive. Because there's purpose in position. See, when, when God positions you in his presence, there's a purpose for it. The purpose for God's presence, in Elijah's case, was redirection. It was repentance. God said, he came to the mountain, and God says, and he, he gave his kind of whole thing. So... And you can see it here, it's like Elijah's at the point where he's like, everything's going wrong. He's been rejected, he's lonely, and he's scared for his life, right? So most people would say, right, come here, you need, you need time out. You need time out, Elijah. In fact, we're going to send you off to a retreat. But God didn't. He says, right, go back. <laughs> it's like, what? Like where I just came from, where that woman's trying to kill me, where she's got all these people out for me. He says, yeah, yeah, go back. See, sometimes the thing that we're running from is where God wants us to run to. And maybe that's you this evening. Maybe in your life you are currently running from something and God's saying, no, 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 that's, that's it. That's your purpose. That's where you need to run towards. That's where you need to engage. And that verse from Isaiah before, it's like that we, we don't rely on our own strength because our strength will weaken. Uh, you know, our energy for stuff just dissolves. And you know, and I know, that we can have energy on a Sunday, and then by Monday morning, it's like, oh, can't be bothered. And that's where we need God's energy. See, God's energy is not just available on a Sunday. It's available Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. We just need to re-plug back in. We need to get back in, into, that, into the source. See, the thing is that running from God is a bit like running on a treadmill. Doesn't matter how fast you go, he's still there. He's like a PT at the side of you, like, keep going. <laughs> you know, David, right in the Psalms, he says, you know, Psalm 139, we could look at this and think like, oh, you know, David's just amazed at how God is everywhere. But I can feel David's frustration here. He says, where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? You're always there. <laughs> it's like God stood there like, yeah, keep going. <laughs> oh still there. See, Elijah's depressed, right? If you haven't got that already. In fact, have we got the verse from last week? Because I haven't really gone through it, and I can't find it here. Have we got it? Um, 1 Kings 19, around verse, yeah, let's let him go back the way he came. Uh, just before that, there should be a, what was it? Was it verse 10? Did we get verse 10? Sorry, I'm putting you on the spot now. I did, I, I, I'm not only quite good at sending stuff through, but if we can get it up, that'd be great. Uh, here we go. So he replies, so this is, this is Elijah. He says, I have been very zealous for the Lord God Almighty. So basically he's saying, I've done all this stuff for you, God, and now I'm fed up. Now I don't want to do it anymore. Now I'm like annoyed 
And he says, the Israelites have rejected your covenant, torn down your altars, and put your prophets to death with a sword. I'm the only one left, and now they're trying to kill me too. Before that, actually, and you won't have this at the back, he's, he's basically, before he even gets to this point, he goes, he's, he's running through the desert, and he finds himself in a spot, and he just says, God, I'm done. Just let me die. So it's like, so he's got to the point now where he's not only, um, I'll go back a bit, he's not only tired, he's depressed, he's terrified, he's suicidal. He's at the point where the situation that he's facing in his head is way too big. He's like, I can't do this anymore. It's like, I've done all this stuff. And you read the story, he's done amazing stuff for God. He's, he's just been at the altar, uh, if, you, if you've read this before, where um, the prophets uh, of Baal, who are this false god, and Elijah basically have a standoff. And the prophets of Baal are saying, our, our god, Baal, is real. And Elijah's like, no, my god's real. So he says, right, we'll put it to the test. So they, they put a, a bull on the altar, they dance around it, they cut themselves, they cry out, and Elijah just takes the mick out of them. He's just like, maybe, maybe your God's tired. Maybe he's having a nap. Maybe he's on the toilet. You know, and, and, and Elijah basically, ta- he's so confident. And he takes the mick out of them completely and nothing happens. So then, and then they say, right, your turn then. So Elijah puts his bull on the altar, digs a trench around it, fills it with water, completely douses the thing in water, and just prays to God, and God sends fire from heaven, and it consumes the whole thing. So this is where Elijah's come from. He's seen the miracles. Maybe in your life, you've seen the miracles. Maybe you've seen God turn up before, and you're thinking, but where are you now? Maybe you've just got to that point where you're tired, and that's where Elijah was at. And more than that, he was suicidal. He's at the point where he's like, God, just take me. Just let me die. And then he wakes up, and there's food, and he's like, oh, fine, I'll eat. And this is, this is where Elijah's at. But God repositions him and redirects him for mission again. See, God doesn't say, it's all right, you, you, you die now, I'm done with you. It's like God is like so for us that even when we're not for ourselves, God's still for us. I mean, that's amazing that when we're not for ourselves, when we look at ourselves and we just think, I'm just rubbish, I can't do this, I'm no good, God could never use me, God will never use me again, that God says, no, I'm so for you. In fact, I'm getting you ready for mission because I've got more for you. In fact, I've got 7,000 ready for you. That's how much God is for us, where he says, when we look at ourselves and think like, I'm done, it's like in global, it's like, yeah, we've got three churches. Oh, that's enough. God's like, no, 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 there's more. There's more. The cities all over this world that need this. So good. So don't discount yourself from mission because of your situation. And I want to say this, that oftentimes the best medicine is mission. You know, when you can think, because, you know, it doesn't surprise me at the moment, but there's an epidemic going around our country of depression, anxiety, of all sorts of problems going on in people's heads. And it doesn't surprise me because people are now not living in relationship with each other. They're not in community. They're not, they're not doing what God's designed us to do. See, God designed us to be in community with each other. But so many people are like this. They have a relationship with their phone. They have a relationship with their iPad. They, they comment on stuff. They like stuff. They comment on stuff. They put angry face. They put smiley face. They put thumbs up, thumbs down happy face, but they have the relationship with the, with the screen, with their iPad, with a phone. It doesn't surprise me that people are now not in a mental state for life. And I want to say the best medicine is mission. Yeah. 
the best medicine is mission. See, if you're in a situation where anxiety's hitting you and you're thinking, I'm just, I'm like Elijah, I'm depressed, I'm suicidal, I don't know what to do with my life, God's saying to you, get back on mission. God's saying, get back on mission. I know that this may land funnily with people, but I'm saying, get back on mission. Because that's where you'll find your purpose again. That's where you'll find life again. See, we were not designed to live in caves, in, on our sofas, on our little phones. You know, I'm not, I'm not saying get rid of your phone. I'm saying use it for good. But I'm saying let's get on mission again. Let's get back on mission. Let's get back on reaching people. Let's get back on loving people. See, the best medicine is mission. I want to finish with this. Matthew 6.33 says this. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. And in that, God's talking about everything that you need for life, everything that you need. You know, before that, God said, Jesus is saying in this verse, like, look how I look after the birds of the sky. Consider the lilies. You know, all this kind of stuff. It's like, look how God looks after animal kingdom. How much more will he look after you? How much more has he got for you? Apart from Craig's dog. <laughs> So I want to finish on that. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. See, God is repositioning you for mission. So if somebody wants to play, I'm going to finish. Oh, here we go. Right on cue. See, normally they come up and it's like frustrating. Now it's like, hey, come on. So in tonight's message, I want to give you an opportunity now, and we do this every week in Global, that if you've not got that relationship with God, if you've not become a Christian, if you've not said, God, I want you at the center of my life. I want to follow Jesus. I want what this is, whatever this is. I want this community. I want people around me. I I want to feel like I've got purpose in my life, like I'm not at the end anymore then we give an opportunity every week for people to respond to the message. And the the way we do that is I will say a prayer. After it, you can say it in your heart. You don't have to say it out loud. And all we ask is because we want to make it really easy for you, want to make it normal, is that we all bow our heads. And at that point, if you're saying, yes, that's me, I want in on this, we just ask you simply to raise a hand. And that raising of a hand is is a physical symbol. It's saying, yeah, count me in. I don't know all the answers. I don't know enough but you do. (laughs) You've heard enough tonight to say, yes, I want to make that decision. I want to follow Jesus. So I'm just going to ask that you bow your heads and you close your eyes. I'm going to say a prayer, like I said. And if this is for you, if this is the first time you're going to say this, just say it a line at a time in your heart. And at the end, I'll give you an opportunity just to raise your hand. It goes like this. Father God, I thank you for sending your son, Jesus to pay the price for my sin by dying on the cross. Today I choose to fix my eyes on you. I choose to follow you and turn from my life of sin. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and cleanse me from my sin in Jesus' name. Amen. And as every head is bowed and every eye is closed, I want to give you an opportunity now to respond to that. Because if you said that for the first time, it's powerful. And we want to help you with that. We want to help you on that journey. We want to give you some stuff to help. So if that was you for the first time, I just ask that right now you just raise your hand just where you sat. This is your opportunity to do that. I'll just give a few moments. 
and then we'll move on. Father, I want to thank you for tonight. I want to thank you that we get the opportunity to come back and plug back into the source, that we get to hear from you, we get to hear the scriptures, we get to hear them explained, and we get to apply them in our life this week. And Father, I pray as we go out this week, we reposition ourselves into your presence again, that we reposition ourselves when Monday comes and it's, it's tiring, that we plug back into that source, that we say that prayer, that we read our Bibles, that we, that we engage the, the things that we're, we were running from that we're now running towards. In Jesus' name, amen. From the team here at Global Church, thank you for listening to this podcast. Please check out our other messages available on the website, 